Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Gad that Gads Gads. Hello, this is Gads, Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about movies, games, games, movies, games, movies, music, podcast, records. You know what records are? CDs. Uh, <laughs> this is how you start a show. Uh, I think I just listed everything in between. I'm your host, Michael Massick, and that was my son, Jaden, my co-host. Jaden, how are you? I am fine. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. This is Friday, December 4th. This is episode 44, Stepping Across Worlds, part two. And I said part two because if you want to hear the first part of this that we recorded back on episode eight, back in February, you can go back and listen to that. We're going to do a show tonight on VR, and we did a show previously on that back in February. Again, that is episode eight. You can go back and listen to that. Um, We have Sam Carlson. He's been on the show before. Hi, Sam. And then his son, Christopher. Hello. What's up? Glad to have you guys back on the show with us. It's going to be fun talking about VR with you guys because y'all just got a new Oculus Quest 2. Yes. That is really cool. Yes, it is. So cool. It'll be fun to talk about that. amazing. Yeah. And we did some fun experiments at our church uh, uh, this past Sunday or the Sunday before. I can't even remember. My weeks are blurring together. Um, But before we get into that, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And as always, you can drop us a line at HeyDad at dadsgamingcorner.com. So before we get into um, everything that's going on in the world of VR, we do have a couple things, or three things actually, we want to throw out there in the news. The first thing is this. We told you all last week that we are going to be doing giveaways for the month of December. I am super excited about this. So we are doing our first ever Christmas giveaway. So yay! We're uh, you know going to be playing some good Christmas music right about here because my son Jaden loves we both love music, but he loves Christmas music. But we didn't have time to actually pull anything together last minute to to find that, and so that's okay. That's okay. But here's what we're doing: we are giving up giving away up to up to four Nintendo Switch games, and these are good games, guys. These are some of my favorite games, uh, and we're not giving away junk. These are great games. So we're giving away Hollow Knight, which is probably my favorite indie game of all time you know that we um we we almost never give games tens on the show uh rarely do we give a game a nine um great games will give an eight but rarely do we give a nine almost never do we give a 10 hollow knight is a perfect 10 in my book i absolutely love hollow knight probably favorite game of all in of all indie games one of my favorite games period on the nintendo switch so we're giving away a code for hollow knight as well as uh physical editions of minecraft dungeons hero edition Fire Emblem, Three Houses, and Bioshock, the collection. So these are four really good games. Um, We're giving away up to those four games. And then there's a mystery gift that we'll also give away if we hit our goal. So here's how all this works. Here's how all this works. Mystery gift. Mystery gift, yeah. So we're not going to say what that is. Here's how all this works. So um, we're trying to build up our Twitter uh, base. And so... Uh, there's a tweet out there, and we'll you know put a, a direct link to that tweet in the show notes. So be sure to follow, the, you know, look in the show notes. So if you're looking on podcasts for iTunes or Spotify, Whatever we're actually on Audible is. now, which is actually really really cool. So if you know if you Audible. use the Audible app, yeah, I was looking at it today, and I have over 300 titles in Audible. That's crazy. That is crazy. I, I love Audible. How how old were you when we went, we went to um, Disney World, Jay? Do you remember? You were three. Four. Three or four, um, so that was, that was like 11, 12 years ago. I've been that's how long I've been using Audible since since right before we went to Disney World, and so I have over three hundred titles in Audible. That's insane. That is. Yeah. So, but um, love Audible. But no, yeah. So we're actually listening to Audible now. It's so cool. You just look up Michael Masick or Jada Masick or Dad's Gaming Corner, and we're right there in Audible, which is so cool. But um, the way this works 
is that if we get 100 uh, retweets, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna give away basically you know one gift. So there'll be one winner, and 200 tweets equals two winners. 303, 404, 500, five winners. And and yes, there will be five, five winners. So there's a mystery gift. So here's what we're looking for. To enter, you must retweet you know this one tweet that we have, and you need to follow. Follow us at Dad's GC, and again, we'll put a link directly to this tweet. And so, if you're not a, if you're not on Twitter right now, that's okay. Just create an account, and then you need to you know you need to follow and like us, and then you just need to retweet this one this one tweet right here. Um, I we talked about it last week, and then I think it was three days ago ish. I don't remember three or four days ago that I actually uh, quietly launched this on Twitter, and then we also did Gleam. Uh, if you're familiar with Gleam, Gleam, if you do any kind of uh, contest, you know what I'm talking about. And we already have like 27 entries on Gleam, and I just, I didn't mean like advertise that. We just did like a soft launch, and we're already getting retweets already. So we'll definitely get the 100 retweets. So I know we're giving away at least one one of these games. Nice. But the more retweets we get, then the more games we're giving away, and the more games we're giving away, the more winners we have. And so it increases the odds for everybody. So definitely get out there, retweet. And you be can sure, get the mystery Be gift. sure to tag a friend as well. Yeah, we're not saying what that mystery gift is. Because it's it, a but mystery. It is, but it is, a, I will say this, it's a limited edition, very hard to find uh, collector's mystery. item that obviously has to do with gaming. And so it's, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited. I, I, I can't wait to give away these gifts. They're all brand new, and I'm, these are great games, so I'm excited. Do you, do you know what it is, Jaden? I do know what it is. But oh, Jaden cool. can't say what it is. Hey, send me a text real quick. Nope, you can't <laughs> say it. All right, so on to other news. Last week we announced uh, that Wonder Woman 1984, which I'm so excited to see, so uh, will be releasing in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max on December 25th on the same day. And so um, this, is, this, is, this has never been done before. This has never been done f- before. A movie is being released on a streaming service the same day as in theaters. Now, we, we obviously know why they're doing this because of COVID and for safety reasons and everything else. Um, the one thing that we were disappointed by was that it was going to be in just standard 1080p, you know, and mm-hmm. we were like talking last week about ah, that's kind of disappointing. You know, we'd love to see this, you know, it, at home, obviously with the family in 4K and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, since then, HBO has come out and said uh, in an update from Patty Jenkins that they, they, we, we are excited to announce that Wonder Woman 84 will be the first film on HBO Max available in 4K, Ultra HD, HDR10, Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. That that's huge, because I mean we even talked about that last week. How cool mm-hmm. would this be in Dolby Vision, Dolby I Atmos? That'd be know. amazing. I mean, this makes me want to go out and buy you know buy buy a TV. Like this is just so stinking cool. <laughs> I'm excited. You already have a TV. I, yeah, but I want. It's you not, already it's have not, a 4K oh, TV, but it's not OLED. That too. Uh, and it doesn't yeah, have Dolby right. Vision. You should do that, and then I'll take doesn't your TV ha- now. Because it doesn't truly, you're right. It's just, I mean, I want an OLED 4K with Dolby Vision. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, so let's go. So so I'm excited. So, you know, we talked about this on the show last week, but I'm just kind of curious. So, Sam, with your family, um, I mean, have your kids seen Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman? No, we haven't done any of the DC movies yet. We nope. finished all the Marvel movies earlier this year. Okay, uh, okay. No, well, I'll wait. just say this. One parent to another, if you finished all the Marvel and you haven't seen Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is definitely much cleaner than most of the Marvel films. It's not necessarily because I'm opposed to it. It's just, it's just because Marvel's better. Marvel is way better, but we also haven't really gotten around to it. There's no. definitely not as much of a cool marathon oh, ooh, feel point. that you can do with DC. Like with oh, Marvel right. is such a marathon, but DC is kind of, eh. no, I, no, I totally agree. DC on almost everything, but wonder woman 
Wonder Woman stands really apart good. from it's every other DC record. film. It's a about good movie for sure. It's, no, it's not about that it's a DC movie, so it's not good. It's, it's about that so DC good. doesn't have the same chronological timeline fun. I marathon. totally agree with you, but yeah. Wonder Woman is so good. Have you seen the previews for 1984? I have. They look pretty good. Oh, especially when she's in her gold uniform, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm excited. You said that we had that we um, once we finished the Marvel movies. Actually, technically, we haven't finished Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. And have you seen all the Iron Man movies? Yes. Oh, well, Guardians of the Ouch. Galaxy are good. Okay, let's just skip past the Iron so, Man movies. I've been trying to watch those. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but you keep putting it off. You're like, yeah. Oh I'm yeah, just, sure. I'm let's just watch now in the last year letting him watch Iron Man. So, okay, moving on. So here's the thing. So I'm excited that they're doing this. They're releasing Wonder Woman the same day. You know, uh, Disney kind of, you know, broke broke the mold when they released Mulan on Disney+. Plus. You know, when it came to theaters, they released it on Disney+. Plus. Now, right. the difference with that is that um, they released it on Disney+, Plus. but you, if you, first you had to be a subscriber, and then it was a $30 premium on top of that, yeah, I remember that. to be able to watch it. And that was just that. I was, was gonna watch it with I was, the kids. I was we were bummed. gonna make it like a, a movie night, right? And then I went to go see it, and I was like, "Well, heck, no! I'm not paying thirty dollars." So with, <laughs> the, I mean, and it's technically it's still cheaper than going to the movies to see it with your family for the whole family. Sure, it's still cheaper. With this, it's no extra cost. All you have to do right. is be an HBO subscriber. Okay, so so here's the next thing. Warner Brothers has just announced that for 2021, every movie lined up for 2021 will debut in theaters on the same day and also be streaming on HBO Max. Every movie is going to be hitting theaters and HBO Max on the same day. That's pretty big. That's huge. That's huge. There, so different, different production companies have been coming out with different strategies on how to go into 2021. The, you know, we won't go deep into this, but production companies have been hit really hard uh, in 2020 because of COVID. Theaters have been hit really hard because of COVID. And they were shut down, you know, for a big portion of the year. And even now that they're open, they're open with very limited capacity. I don't know if you've gone to a, nope. a movie. Um, Jaden and I have gone to a few of them. Uh, and it's so funny, you know, uh, we're AMC stud members, and it's so funny uh, reserving our seats because we'll reserve, reserve two and then the seat on every, and then like the next two seats on to our left and to our right are blocked off. Then like the next, you know, six in front of us are all blocked off. The six behind us are all blocked off. So literally we're reserving like, you know, we bought two and we're reserving like 12, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, like wow. 18 seats we're reserving or something like that. We pay for two tickets. Yeah. So I mean, they're losing money, and so um, it, it was. It's very interesting some of the articles that you're reading when Warner Brothers is making this kind of move, but you can see that they're scrambling to make money somehow because they're losing money. I mean, them doing this move by itself, it's already expected they're going to lose at least a billion dollars in just this move by itself. But they're looking also to gain money. Warner Brothers is the same a company that's owned by AT and T and everything else, but they also own HBO Max. So they're hoping by doing this. They'll be able to actually move revenue from, you know, they're losing money from the right. theater releases, but hopefully move it over to HBO Max and their subscriber base there. So here's what's cool, though. Um, we're look, Right now, there's currently 17 movies uh, that's, that's currently um, scheduled to be released, including some bigger movies like uh, the Dune remake, Matrix 4, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, The Suicide Squad, Space, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, which stars LeBron James. Jay, Woo. thought you'd be excited for that one. Um, the movies will be available for one month, starting with the day that they're released in the theaters. At again, at no extra charge, and this is for the whole year of 2021. Now, they didn't say if this is going to go on 
beyond 2021, but everybody's kind of watching the industry and saying, what's going to happen after 2021? Um, you know, I mean, we won't talk about COVID, but just the whole idea of like vaccine, how's all this working? What, is what does COVID look like? What does 2021 look like? Are movie theaters going to stay open or what's going to happen? Yeah. So is this going to become kind of the new norm? I mean, so, I mean, things change in society over, you know, things just change. Um, what might this become the new norm where we don't go to the theaters, but we start investing into home theaters ourselves and having these really nice setups and the day a new movie comes out, it's like, you know, hey, this Friday night, we're ordering food in, and we're t- cranking up the television, and no bathroom breaks, and <laughs> go empty your bladders, and we're ordering, we're bringing soda in, and here's what we're doing. Party at Michael's house. But think Everybody, about though, how come cool. on down. Let's how get cool. 20 people in the living room for a big old party. I mean, I, I, I personally <laughs> love going to the movie theater. I love the experience. For sure. But it does get ex- pricey when you have, you know, a family. And how cool would it be to watch, you know, the new the, the newest Marvel film? I mean, Disney is pushing back, like Black Widow. Disney's pushing back all of the, a lot of their big movies coming out. But how mm-hmm. cool would it be to watch the latest Black Widow the, or the latest, you know, Star Wars film coming out, whatever might it be, on your big TV at home with surround sound and everything else? And Wait, are you again, talking about, like, right now? Or are you talking about if I had an amazing setup? Because right now... I'm saying I'm not excited to watch it at home. I'd want to see it in the theater. No, I totally agree. I'm saying right now with the current situation, how has it been all through 2020? If 2021 is still up in the air and it doesn't get better for at least the first six months. And the option is to go sit with strangers who are coughing and you're like, I don't know if I want to bring my family into that or. Oh, I'm going to the theater. 100%. For Spider-Man. For, I mean, for, for Star Wars. Like for Star Wars. For, for so, a, big, a, a big movie, absolutely. But not, Wonder, just, but not Wonder Woman. There's Oh, 100% Wonder Woman theaters. There's there's nothing like going to a theater for a good movie like that. So there hasn't been any good movies coming out in 2020 that you wanted to see? 2020? Yeah. No. I, I can't even... I haven't... And it's not just because of COVID. I don't think that there's been any major releases that I'm interested in. I so, can't I mean, think of what all we've seen. They canceled like the Immortals, I think. That was the only one that I can think of. Um, but I wasn't even excited about that. Well, it's all right. We're, we're getting off topic. But yep. I, there's, I'm trying to think what we've seen. I mean, I know we saw Tenet recently, which was really good. Mm, that, was that was really, really good. good. Um, it seems like there was something else that we saw, though, that, was, that we really enjoyed. I know that they've been scrambling, so they did a lot of old movies. They brought them back. Yeah. It was really cool taking to see um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, nice. That was in the movie theater. That was really cool. Was that your first time, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And seeing yep. the movie theater was actually really cool. All right, well, let's move on here. Um, let's talk about what we've been up to this week. Um, Jade and I have been talking a little bit about Star Trek Lower Decks off and on on this show, and we've had some time to, to watch some more, put some more time into that. And so we are currently up to the last episode on Lower Decks, and... Um, we were on the last episode. We haven't watched it yet. We actually uh, took a step back from it before finishing. And, and uh, there's actually two behind the scenes where Will Wheaton, which is, you know, everyone who's into Star Trek knows who Will Wheaton is, you know. And it's really it was really cool to kind of watch him do a behind the scenes look at um, they've been do, recording or putting the show together um, with all of Virtually. the yeah with all the vo- voice actors even the orchestra how many how many pieces did he say 60 60 piece orchestra no. recording it virtually that's crazy all the animation all of the voiceover all the recordings all of the music uh, all of the music writing and recording performances all of it's been done virtually and he and there's two different parts and they were talking about it and it was so cool to watch 
uh, as they were just talking about it. Hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. And they shared a little bit about what each one of their rooms looked like in the recording, personal recording studios. This one person talked about how he just literally has a bunch of Amazon boxes in their house and they just put their head in it with their mic to record it to try to <laughs> oh avoid all the echoes and everything. So, but it's just, you know, they're, you know, San Francisco's on major lockdown and every part of the country is in a different kind of lockdown, but San Francisco's totally locked down, but it was just really cool to see. So, um, but we've been in, totally enjoying yeah. it. It's definitely not meant for younger kids. Um, but man, we've been loving it. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's so, a lot of fun. Why don't you talk a little bit about it? Because the, here's the thing we've been finding is that some Star Trek purists, and, and you got to be careful, you know, because whenever there's a new Star Trek that comes out, it's, it seems like you got a 50-50 chance that they're going to like any new Star Trek that comes out. And that goes for anything, like Discovery, Picard, anything. They're, they're nine times, maybe not 50%, maybe it's more like, you know, Seven out of eight, they're not going to like it. It seems like what I find. They rarely like anything that's new. Anything past right. DS9 or anything past Voyager, they're not going to like. Um, so I'm just curious. Now, how did you, how, what are your enjoyments? What are you liking about it? Well, I'm definitely not a Star Trek purist in that sense. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I, I just say I'm not a purist because I don't watch everything Star Trek. I haven't seen Discovery. I haven't seen Picard, things like that. But I really love the show. It's so much fun. Uh, probably my favorite, uh, my favorite thing about it is the, all the references to Kirk <laughs> and Picard, and the way they they talk about these amazing heroes as you know actual people in their universe is just a, a lot of fun. Uh, I love the tactical officer, the big giant strong dude. He gets <laughs> super I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. I, yeah. I really, really like him. Um, I love the the characters, how they work together, the relationship between the the you know the the what's her name and the captain as the mom and the the daughter. Oh, and, yeah. oh um, big big secret until big secret, until like yeah. episode, second to last episode. Yeah. And then like they, they they teleport. Wait, did that's the second to last, right? Not the last yeah, one. Second I'm to last. Trying to make sure I don't spoil anything. But I love when they bring him to the you know they take him on the bridge and then he. Of course, he announced it, announced <laughs> to, everybody. it to everybody. You know, lots, of, lots of good stuff. But I, I really do. I love those references to Kirk and Picard and just uh, Sulu and all those. Um, oh, I, yeah. There's an, there was the one episode where they're like, hey, we need a sword guy. Maybe right. you can be the new yeah, sword guy. Sword guy yeah. Oh, it, it's great. And the humor in it is both uh, silly, stupid kind of humor. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's smart humor in it that I really like. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's, there's a good combination of both that I really right. enjoy in the show. Um, and then there's some episodes that genuinely feel like a Star Trek episode. Um, maybe not necessarily like a next gen episode. I mean, so, I mean, I've, I've watched all of the Star Trek up to um, Voyager, you know, and I've seen all of those multiple times, all of those series multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. All the way up to Enterprise, and I've seen all of them multiple times. The modern ones that are streaming services like, um, which I guess would only be what? Um, Discovery and Picard. Discovery and Picard. Discovery, I've seen season one, haven't seen season two. Picard, I've seen most of season one, and then I just kind of phased out. Uh, I need to go back and watch those. But, you know, those original ones that, that, that you know, were aired, um, I've seen those multiple times. And so I like how they refer back to them, like you were saying. But it is cool. Uh, and it's a lot, some of these episodes feel like Star Trek, and they I do. really I think enjoy a huge that. Part of it has, is the intro, 
where it's modeled <laughs> the intro's after hilarious. the next generation, all the you know the the, the font and the, the look of it. But but yeah, the, the the funny you know the part where they get sucked toward the black hole. So and so the- Jaden made a comment early on in the show about how one of the things he doesn't like about Star Trek is that it's not relatable. Like you have all of these uptight Star Trek people who are you know, Starfleet crew who you know. Yeah, especially no the next generation. No personality. They're well, untouchable. They anything else? Hold on, time out. <laughs> and then you got lower decks who are like, okay, now these are the real people. This is how you really yeah, act. Yeah, that's they, and he loves in that. this show. They yeah. act like actual people would act like, and they make jokes and they're funny and they're regular and not weird. It is kind of funny. I mean, you we won't I mean? talk about it now because we don't have time. But it's kind of funny how you have the original Star Trek with Kirk, and it's like overacting and then you got the next generation right. the first three seasons where everybody's stiff as a board right and then you know there's the passing of gene roddenberry and then and then they loosen up and they change the the the, the, the aim of the show quite a bit and the whole flavor of the show changes quite a bit and then there's more action and fighting and there people have inner uh, conflicts and everything else and everything mm-hmm. changes um and so every you know most shows takes a few seasons to get going so every every version of star trek every show is slightly something um except for ds9 ds9 that's just a hard one to get through <laughs> i don't know what it is i haven't gotten through that one so. it's just it's just a rough one but i love the it is good uh, the one of the moments i'm thinking of with the lower decks i love how she's friends with Riker when he comes up on wait a minute to that do you guys know what i'm talking about uh no spoilers we haven't watched the last episode i didn't think it was the last episode i don't think but, so um what are you saying which part again she's friends with Riker. Friends with Riker. Yeah, I think. I mean, just kidding. You didn't hear that from me. Okay, so we're we, talking about a different Riker. Yeah, we'll leave that. What is? I don't even know what is Riker. Pastor Michael from a different from a different one. You have permission to destroy my father for spoiling anything. <laughs> Pull out fa- phasers to kill. Phasers <laughs> to kill. Anyway, yeah. No, what I was gonna Target. say about the intro though, I do love the intro about how it's it's very majestic Star Trek, right. and then they go, and then you know they're, they're flying, and then. Unlike every other Star Trek, when they fly through a mist and everything else, they exit a mist and there's an alien, you know, right. hanging on them. And then they go and they're flying through a planet and then they crash into a planet. And then they fly coming out of, you know, uh, very uh, majestic. And, and, then, and, then, and then they come into, oh, and there's a battle going on. Oh, we're just going to sneak away and leave yeah. this battle. And it's just, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Everything about it's great. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Let's go into talking about some games that we're playing. And uh, Sam, once you start us off, because I know you've been, uh, you dove into Hades recently and you've just been loving Hades. Yes. Lots of fun playing Hades. Uh, pro- I don't know how many hours I've put into it at this point, probably 20 something hours. Um, definitely a challenging game, but I really wanted to kind of, I, I, I enabled the God mode, which is kind of another feature that allows you to get, you take less and less damage every time you die with the god mode but i wanted to beat it at least once and have one clear uh without it but then but now i uh, i did that so really really tough game but a lot of fun i love the the boon system i love the story it's it's interesting to me how the story is is carried on just by a couple paragraphs here and there and not even not even a multiple paragraphs maybe one paragraph when you talk to uh early on when you talk to an npc and that's it until your next your next playthrough um but it's just it's enough to keep you going it's enough to to um you know it, it carries the story through it's really it's it's a lot of fun uh definitely some frustration with which is pretty typical when you when you die a lot um but just done really really well and had a lot of fun unlocking everything and even after i've i've cleared it several times as i've done a little more research into 
the things you can do after you've cleared it once. Mm-hmm. I've seen multiple posts where they say that the game doesn't even start until you beat your first playthrough because so much more opens up after that. So just a really good game. The game is so good. Um, it's been nominated for Game of the Year on so many different Game Awards sites, um, and it's being stacked against games like um, The Last of Us Part Two and you know the Resident Evil remake and you know the new Spider-Man game and just so many different games. And I, I, I really think it stands a chance to win. I mean, I really do, even though it's been one of the latter games to come out. This game is so good. It's good. It's so good. Um, Jay, I know you've played it, but you haven't put much time into it yet. Oh, um, I think it's really fun. Um, yeah, I haven't played it a whole bunch. I really, my favorite part, um, I haven't played a whole bunch, like I said, but my favorite part about what I did play was all the voice acting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super oh, cool. Oh, it's got grace, great voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the whole game's got great, vo- great voice fun. acting. The, the voice acting, the music, um, even the storyline. I mean, everything about it. And the story really does unpack. It's not just two-dimensional. It's not just, you know, there just for fluff. It really does unpack. I really like the story. I like the mythology that you read in it. Um, super giant. Um, and it's, like, it's like this in all their games. Even Bastion had this um, really good story. Um, uh, they had a narrator in that game. But there's you as you're unlocking items, there's still lore behind all of the items itself. And so, and mm-hmm. the same thing in Hades, even more so in Hades, everything, you know, you're reading about all this stuff up front and then you can even go deeper and read even more about it. And the lore behind the game itself just keeps going on. Yeah. It's a very good game. Um, all right. So Jaden, we didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot about it last week, but we wanted to talk about it more this week, which is Jurassic world evolution mm-hmm. complete edition mm-hmm. on the Nintendo switch. And so why don't you go ahead and talk about that one some, um, okay. Uh, I honestly don't remember where we left off last week, so I'm gonna just start from like the beginning. Yeah. So talk, um, talk just g- give a better descriptive of the game itself. Right. Um, so the game came out originally, I think it was two years ago on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, mm-hmm. and then um, all the DC released the DLC released, and now they released it on Switch. And so basically, it's a sim game, but with Jurassic Park, and it's like mm-hmm. basically Jurassic World one. Um, mm-hmm. but it's all five movies on the island. Yeah, so go yeah. ahead and go and take it from there. So yeah, like you said, it's um Jurassic World or part whatever. It's it's like Jurassic World uh one, like when the movie first opens, right? Because like you're on the island, and it's like instead of just a park, it's like a whole thing now. Like it's an entire island full of different dinosaurs and. Um, you know, different businesses and stuff like that. So uh, what you're doing throughout the whole game is, you know, you start on an island um, and you are, you're, you're digging up fossils and, you know, the amber like they do in the movies to get the blood, you know. Um, so you're digging the stuff up and then you're taking it to your weird scientist guys and they're doing their thing on it. And then you get dinosaurs. You know, it's just like in the movies, how they show it. And so that's how you get more. So you're getting dinosaurs, which in turn gets people there because they want to come see the dinosaurs. If you put a triceratops out, someone's going to come want to look at it. You know what I'm saying? So then people come. And then when there's people, they want some food. So then you got to build like a fast food joint, right? And so it just, it keeps going and going. And it's just like a a chain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Every time you add something... Uh, something else needs to be added because when you add something, some more people come. So then you got to take care of those people. So you're constantly trying to make people happy on your island. You're trying to get up the 
guests satisfactory, um, whether it means um, getting more dinosaurs in the enclosures, which is my favorite part of the game is just the dinosaurs because I think dinosaurs are cool. And there's like s- almost 70 different kinds. So you can. Well, that was, I was going to say on that one thing about the dinosaurs. And so if you've ever played um, any sim game, and so, you know, I was talking to jo- my youngest brother, Johnny, about this earlier. So I raised Johnny up on video games growing up. And some of the games I raised him on were things like Roller Coaster Tycoon, games like that. So, Sam, did you ever play Roller Coaster Tycoon or any of those sim games on PC? No, I've, I've, I've played Sims all of an hour when I was a teenager visiting somebody's house aunt or uncle or something so like you that. played so any like very, uh, the only no, the, the only I, or caesar three no, or pharaoh no, no, none of those i just remember doing a city and then like releasing tornadoes and stuff like that okay so that would be a sim city game i think so yeah okay so the, i mean this game really so there's a lot of sim games out there rather be sim city some you know uh, sim roller coaster roller coaster tycoon whatever this game really strikes the perfect balance because not only are you managing people's happiness so you're you're looking at their fun rating their enjoyment rating their safety rating you know food drink entertainment all these different ratings you're also managing dinosaur welfare are their social groups happy some dinosaurs like to be together you know they want to to form to be together but then you're managing their population they don't be overpopulated and then when you when you are researching sending out dig teams and everything you're managing all of this stuff in this park and then you're sending teams around the world to dig up new fossils so you can extract dna uh, to create better dinosaurs and everything else. And the first time you release a dinosaur, you're like, this game is so cool. The kid in you, no matter how old you are, you're like, this is cool. And then the first time you release like a, you you you, you know, you you incubate and, and release like a Brachiosaurus, you're like, you just look up at your TV. And the camera's pans. And this dinosaur walks out that's like just so tall. Christopher, it's amazing. And you're just looking like, Wow. You, it's like watching that first movie. Like you're falling on your knees in front of your TV, mm-hmm. going, "Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful! I created that." I mean, no, seriously. I mean, the game's incredible. It's if you're a fan of Jurassic Park at all, this game is amazing. It's yeah. I, I, I really. I mean, I, I doubt they will, but I really hope they release a demo for this game. Um, I don't see a reason for them to. Um, it's been a huge seller on every other console, including PC. Um, surprisingly enough so this game is digital only there's not a physical release on the switch and it's a full 60 dollars game it has remained in the top uh, t- uh 20 it was remaining in the top 10 for two or three weeks on on the download sides and that's on compared to all of the indie games that are at you know 10 to 20 dollars including during black friday when they had games on sale and this is a 60 dollars game and it remained in the top 10 mm. that says something cool. i mean people are buying this game like crazy you know, it's such a good game such a good game. It is, um, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a whole lot of fun, and it, um, there's like a story, like there's, there's, you know, people talking to you the whole time. And there's like this sinister plot going on that there's you got all kinds of stuff going. That's on. That's like very. I still don't know what all it's about. I haven't played it at all this week. Yeah, I haven't um, either. But I'm, I'm at the point to where the story is going to start unraveling. I'm hoping. Um. But, yeah, and the people that are talking to you, I think we mentioned this. We might have mentioned this last show, but the people that are talking to you are all from the movies. Uh, not all. Lots of them are from the movies. They have, um, uh, what's his name, Dr. Wu. They got the same guy who played him in the movie. They got him for the game. Um, they got Claire 
They got her in the game. They got Jeff Goldblum in the game. Basically, almost all the main actors mm-hmm. from all five films are in this game, mm-hmm. except for um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, which is like very disappointing. And so, but, Sam Neill, Doctor Grant, yes, yep. Nice. Um, but Jeff Goldblum is in this game, mm-hmm. and he's in it a lot. He's too. the main person in this game, which is great. It's great because he does so many one-liners that are hilarious. Or he'll come in, and there's this one mission. We talked about this last last week's episode, but there's one mission where he comes in, and this one guy comes in and says something as a scientist, and he's like, you know, I think I, think I actually really like this guy. I, I think he gets dinosaurs or something along those lines. And the guy comes back later, and he's like, he's like no, this guy's actually twisted and evil. He's like, and he's like, set the dinosaurs loose on the people. Like, let's test our security response time or something. He's like... Oh, and he comes back and goes, oh, no, I take back what I said. I don't like this guy at all. This is, this is terrible. What, what, are we, I, what is this guy thinking? And so it's, it's hilarious. Um, but, but the whole time, again, you're, you're managing guest expectations, and everything goes into that. You're managing the dinosaur's welfare. Um, the different islands give you different uh, difficulties because each oh island is different. There's different storms that are going on. Yes. The storms will affect uh, um, you know, your power outages that affect the dinosaurs and uh, mm-hmm. make dinosaurs break out. Um, there's the three islands divisions that you're always working with of science, entertainment, and security. They all want different things. And so if yeah. you work with one, you'll, you'll bring reputation down with the other two. So you're always balancing. It's, it's an incredible game. It is a lot uh, I really want to let you just like play it for like an hour and let you just play through an island. It's mm-hmm. such Still a great game. Still have to beat game. Hades. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> such beat a great game. More. Such a great gotta game. Gotta beat it again. Um, a couple games I've been playing, just I'll go through real fast because I've already mentioned before. Uh, Disc Room, man, Disc Room is so good. And I'll just simply say this if you've played the original Legend of Zelda, um, or like, or, or, or even like the Super Nintendo one with those, when you go into the dungeons and you got those top down views of those little square looking rooms where you go from one room and then shifts over into the next room, that's what Disc Room looks like. And now take a skill saw blade. Um, literally like a skill saw blade and you have you know between four to like 15 or 20 of these just spinning in the room and you've got to survive or you've got to survive for 30 seconds or you've got to find 10 new ways to die that's the game um i'm not sure how else to explain it but they give you different objectives that you got to figure out as you're going this game is so good um, it it has the potential to be like the next uh, the next Super Meat Boy. Like Super Meat Boy came out and people were like, "What is this gross game that is like super addicting?" That's what this uh, disc room is. It's so good, and I'm playing it. And I'm playing it. And I'm like, okay, we just just one more level. Oh, okay, I I died 15 times and I can't figure this out. One more try. One more try. And then I figured it out. I'm like, okay, let me go to one more level. It's so good we're gonna have a review coming at our next episode so good and then party hard 2 man this game is good um if you've ever played serial killer um or games like that um basically party hard party hard 2 is here is the real i mean i won't go into the store but here's basically the game each mission you start or each level you start off with and you've got some objectives and you've got bonus objectives you can do and basically it's like go take out you know these three objectives which might be like these people these drug dealers or this whatever out but don't scare people off or don't do this or go bribe this person or go break into the safe and the whole time you can't get caught by the police um but you can hide bodies or you can find the objectives it is an m-rated game you know because you're dealing with because of, of everything you just listed <laughs> yes drug dealers and packers and things like that but don't don't get caught by the police and you can take shortcuts and hide behind walls and everything else but then you can set explosives like you can you can like like hot wire um a vending machine so that when someone walks by and uses it it electrifies them or you can walk by somebody who's near um like an open fire and you can 
push them in. <laughs> um, it's a great game. <laughs> it's hard. It requires patience. Um, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but for me, it requires like some levels, like anywhere between you know three or four to nine to twelve tries on one level. So it can get kind of frustrating, but man, it's good. I am really liking this game, and so we're going to be reviewing this game on our next uh, podcast as well. But just some really, really good games. So, um, Christopher, you got you got one big game that you want to talk about? You've been playing before we go talk about VR, Switch, PlayStation, anything PC? I haven't played much PC lately, honestly. I've been so busy with reading. All right, so tell me what you're reading. Give us, a, uh, give us a quick, quick recap on so what you've been loving, what you've been reading. I'm guessing most people, maybe not reading it, but most people should, should have at least heard of Percy Jackson. Um, and I, I love this book series. It's a good book series, but it's got a lot of Greek mythology and Greek legends in it. Um, so it's a lot of um, Zeus and Poseidon and Hades and that kind of stuff. How many books are in the series? Uh, actually, let me think about that for a second. So there's the first set, and that's five books. And then there are the King Chronicles. That's three books. There are the Demigod Diaries, uh, the Case Files. Uh, so there should there should be... I think only. it looks like there's five books from what I'm seeing online. Have you read all five? I've read all five, so so there are definitely over ten because there. So when I say set, I mean like there is literally five books that set ends at time. At the oh, time gotcha. There's different ends. series. There are different series. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there's okay. I guess the original series is the Olympians. Yes, and there's Percy five. Jackson gotcha. The okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and then you read those, and then I think you move on to it's either the Demigod Diaries or the case. Excuse me, uh, the case files. And once you're done with those, you move on to the King Chronicles. After you're done with that, you should, um, you'll be on the, you'll be on the set, the, um, the Heroes of Olympus set. And then after that, you'll be on the final set, the Trials of Apollo. Wow. Um, Now, have you read all those? So I had to stop in the middle of the Trials of Apollo because there was a not so friendly thing in the book. Uh, So I had to stop reading it. But I, I am allowed, I'm still allowed to read the rest of the books. Gotcha, gotcha. And read the rest of the books, which is now, good, I'm glad. Now, have you seen the movies, or have you only read the books? I've only seen one movie. How many movies are there? So I know, I am, a, a friend of mine told me that there are uh, multiple movies on Prime Video. Okay. Um, and then I know there are two on Disney+. Plus. Um, the Sea of Monsters and The Lightning Thief. And then I think my friend told me that... Um, Percy Jackson in the last Olympian, uh, in the last Olympian, which is um, book five in the first uh, series. Um, I think that's. I think my friends that that was on Prime Video, and then I think he also said that the Battle of the Labyrinth is also on um, Prime Video. But and, I, w- and which one did you see? I saw the Sea of Monsters. All right, so here's my question. Okay, and here's here's the 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 big question here. What yeah. did you prefer, the movie or the book? The book. All right, that's the, that's a, that's always that's a, that's a, nine it's times out of ten. That's the ninety nine percent of the time. That's the right answer. But I'm just rating ten out of ten. I'm gonna say it's a ten. Very cool. Very very, cool. very good books. I have not read those. I do know of those books. I've not read them though. 
I've got too many other books. That I think they're on Audible. Yeah, I've you know Ooh, he's got I, you I have there. I have so you know here's the thing though, here's the thing um I I have I have a huge list of books that I'm still trying to get through that I'm trying to get through and then there are, there are books that your dad's trying to get me through and then there are books that my brother's trying to get me through and I I don't have time. What book series? Uh, oh, all of them. What's it, there's too many. What's the series you're trying to get me through? The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. I mean, that's going to take you probably two, three years. The rest of my life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's trying to get me through. Oh, I forgot. I was, we were just talking about it today. Um, I can't even think of it right now. Right now, I'm going through Stephen King's The Stand. My goodness, that book is amazing. It's and scary. It is. Uh, no, it's not I've scary. Heard, I've heard of Stephen King. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's not. It's not like a horror book or anything. Oh, okay. But my goodness, is it creepy? Because it feels like right now, 2020. <laughs> it's. It feels like today with COVID. It's. You know, he actually came out publicly a few months back and said, hey, guys, sorry. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, because it, it's, I mean, quite literally, it's, I mean, I mean, it's actually worse in the book than it is right now. It's going on in real life because most of the people in the book die <laughs> from this super flu. But it's, the parallels are like, <laughs> and this book was written, wow, I think this book was written like in 89 or something. Ooh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Stephen King's 2020, so, the COVID-19. It's year. interesting. It's interesting. So anyway, okay, well, let's go ahead and move into our main topic tonight, which is Yay. Stepping Across Worlds Part 2. There's There, there are four uh, VR games that we're going to talk about, and I do want to talk about them in this order. And so the first one we're going to talk about is Vader Immortal. Uh, we did talk about it on the show back in February, but back then, I believe, when we talked about it, um, episode one was the only episode that was released at that time. Um, maybe episode two as well. I don't remember. Didn't you talk? I thought you talked about episode two and three on that same episode. I may have. I don't remember. It, it yeah, was, you said it's one of those were... things where episode one had been out forever. Um, and like, it was like, it felt like a year or so. And then they finally released episode two. And then very, very shortly afterwards, they released episode three. Um, and if you look at the lengths of the game, that kind of feels like the same thing. But anyway, so um, I don't want to hear from me, but I want to hear from really the three of you about Vader Immortal. And so um, Can I go first, uh, Christopher, why don't you go first? And then uh, let's Jay, why don't you talk a little bit about Vader Immortal as well? Because I know you've played that as well. Let's see where y'all think so about I this. I started with episode one. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever I first was introduced to the Oculus Quest 2, because I... It was a while ago, but I did play on the Oculus One. I played super hot. Really tricky game. I died in about, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. Because <laughs> there were like three dudes in front of me, but there was a dude behind me with like an AK-47. And I'm trying to learn like, oh, crap. And then he shoots me, and then I die. So I died about 10, 15 seconds into the game. And, um, um, but I, I do enjoy it. When I first, when I, I tried the first steps... And um, I looked up, and I saw the whale go over your head, and I'm like, <sighs> I just, like, gasp, and I first, don't breathe. First so Steps like, is actually really cool. First yeah. step, Anybody who gets a, a quest, it's it's surprising me how many people I know who have tried quests who have never played First Steps. And I'm like, you need to check out First Steps. Yep. I like, I liked, I still can't figure out how to fly that air blimp. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a little tricky. That's okay. So let's get back to yeah. uh, Vader Immortal. So um, tell me about Vader Immortal. So I played it, and whenever I first picked up the lightsaber mm-hmm. in Vader's Dote, overall, it's it's a great game. I I'd say it's about an eight, um, but I'm I'm giving it an eight because of how short it was. I feel like it needed to have more length. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about episode one, or are you talking about the game as a whole? 
both. All right, let's go. Let's go ahead and combine episodes one through three. Let's just talk about it as one full game, rather than let's not talk about each episode individually. So let's talk about just Vader Immortal. It's one game, all three yeah. episodes. Okay. So, um, just for the sake of time, so you're giving it an eight because it's a short. It is a very short game. All combined, it's a very very short game. Episode one, uh, the first episode itself is. Um, I don't remember now. It's been too long. I mean, I played it multiple times. It was like it's 20 been, minutes. No, no, no. Episode one's like a, an hour. Which one was super duper short then? There's one that's episode like... Episode three. Episode three. Episode one's what? What? An Man. hour? Is it even an hour? Was it 45 minutes? No. It's probably an hour. And then episode two I mean, was... It, was, it was probably over an hour when I played because I took my sweet time. And then episode two was <laughs> what? 35, 40 minutes. It was, yeah. for me, again, it was probably longer than that. <laughs> but I mean. But but not much longer. But then that. episode three was like 25, 30. Wow. It still took me longer than that. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, absolutely it's short. so but short. It, but but um, I took my But anyway, longer. I mean, the whole game can be beaten in about two hours-ish. Two, two and a half hours. Yeah, and, and most experience I've had with games, it's never taken me that long. Or that, yeah, that, that amount of time to beat a game i have never beaten a game in that amount of time it shouldn't take that quickly it it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be that quick well it's it's one of those things to where it's one it was one of the first quest games um it really was it was one of the first quest games to show what the quest could do and so um they were working for a lot lot of limitations um it, it is a to its credit it is a story driven game um you don't really walk around i mean there's you can do some walking around but the game really drives itself, mm-hmm. um, so it's a story-driven game. Um, it's it's not there's not there's not really ex- any exploration you can do. There's no right. there's no problem solving you can do. The game moves you from point A to point B, and along po- point A to B, you can do a little bit of looking around yourself out a window or pick up an artifact. But it moves you from step one to step two to step three to step four. Combat step five to step six, look out a window. Step seven to step eight, talk to Vader, and and, you know, and so on. So the game Which, I mean, really makes sense drives it you being on. one of the first VR games because right. it it is a lot simpler for uh, them first to quest just, quest VR games. Yes, quest VR games. Right. And so I mean, because of that, I mean, it, it is shorter. Um, so a lot of the games like were like that in the beginning, and so. Um, but it is thirty dollars, and so I mean, which is especially some of the beginning games. It is on the pricier side. I remember when the quest. I, I had a. Um, I got a quest one um, shortly after launch, uh, like a month or so after launch. Um, thirty bucks was a lot when the games first came out. Most games, uh, very few carried a thirty dollar price tag. Most of them were right around fifteen to twenty dollars. So uh, thirty was a was a large asking price. Um, I mean, obviously, there were ten dollars an episode, but especially still, it was a large since, asking price. Especially since the game overall was that short. I now, mean, as, as a Star Wars fan, though, it was great. It, mean, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was I amazing. Loved the force. It was, for some reason, it was so hard for me to deflect the lasers. Um, I couldn't deflect the lasers. Like my dad's washing me, and he's casting. He's like, "You're getting destroyed, dude! <laughs> like you're getting." Shot no, it's it's so a great easily. it's a it's a great game. Jay, what did you think about Vader Immortal? Um, I mean, I thought it was. It was okay. I didn't like love it. I thought it was cool though. I thought it was fun using a lightsaber and using the force, but yeah, for sure. Episode um episode I'm trying to think. Uh which one is it that you're on the is it two or three where you're on the it's like a skiff, but um and you're going faster and faster like through episode a cave through a cave beginning and you're going up three. is it beginning of episode three and you can and you can pull the blaster and you can actually pull people and throw things and everything else mm-hmm. and they're going like up and the rocks and everything else are yep. coming at you. 
that was probably my the, the the best time I had throughout the entire game. Like I loved because you felt like you're going faster and faster and faster, and people are coming and it so much fun. Now, I mean, the dojo experiences I actually had a lot of fun with, but just in the story base, that was probably one of my favorite times in the game. Um, the lightsaber duels they were fun, um, but that was one of my favorite times in the game because there was so much action happening around me. Really liked it. Um, so, Sam, what I mean, what did you like about the game? And this is and this is going to be kind of this is the hard part. I will say this real fast. It's it's hard to and we all like Star Wars in this room, but it's hard to separate the love of Star Wars apart from is this game really a great game? Because I know you just said you're giving it an eight because it wasn't so short. Um, I that and I I feel generous. I feel generous to give this game a seven, and I feel like that's because my love of Star Wars, and so I think this game's good. I do not think it's great. So anybody who's not a huge Star Wars fan, I think I'd be hard-pressed to say, go spend $30 on a game that's maybe two and a half hours that, for the most part, is going to hold your hand as you go through the game. It's really cool to play with lightsabers. It's really cool, and it feels it feels great holding a lightsaber, and it feels great you know, stealing a blaster and using the Force. But there's so many technical problems of walking out of boundaries. There's so many technical problems of losing things throughout the game. There's so, there's so many little issues in the game that have still yet to be patched, which I don't understand why. And it's such a short game, again, for $30, um, especially if you're not a Star Wars fan. I just, even if you're a Star Wars fan, I think it's hard to give it more than a seven personally. But anyway, I know, I know, I know. I'm I know. very disappointed in you guys. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Very disappointed. <laughs> it's okay. It's my show. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely loved the experience, and that's how I describe it as an experience. And I, I do as too. A, as a as a Star Wars fan, I mean, growing up loving Star Wars, the ability to hold the lightsaber, to block the lasers, to use the Force, to grab a blaster with the Force. Like I had a moment when I. I realized uh, my hand was vibrating because I, there was something I grabbed with the force. I didn't know what it was, but of course I just pulled it with the force and it was a blaster. First time I picked it up, that little whine when it powers up, the little vibration. Oh, it was such an epic, epic moment, like childhood dream moment. So, I mean, that, that was just, I absolutely loved the game. I would give it a nine and only because it was a little bit short. I would have loved to see it go on. Um, it definitely, definitely caters to Star Wars fans. I, I wouldn't recommend somebody who's not a Star Wars fan play it, um, but that's mainly because if you're not a Star Wars fan, you're not going to really enjoy so, it. So I have one question for you, um, and, and we do need to move on here, but I've got one question. Are you rating the experience as a 9, or are you rating the game as a 9? See, but that's how I, any of my reviews, I say it over and over again, it's going to be very subjective because it's how I, how much I enjoy it. But are I you give able, it a, a are 9 able, because that I rate the experience as a 9. But to me, that's the overall. But are you able, are you able to look at it and say, this is a well-crafted game? I, I agree, the experience is probably one of the best VR experiences as far as playing with the lightsaber and using the force. But taking a step back, it's a really buggy game and it's a short game. Um, I mean the short, yes, but I didn't have, I had some bugs, but I feel like I was able to navigate around them. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not arguing that point. Yeah, it was buggy, but to me, the experience of it just vastly outweighs so far trumps the, the problems that I face. All right. So, very cool. So, so you're giving it a nine. You're I'm giving it an eight. It a, I'm giving it a seven. Jay, yeah. watch, um, watch your words. Be very careful with your next words. Four. 
Four. Is that no, your official? No, I'm joking. Four. I'm joking. <laughs> no, because I had a lot of fun four. with the jo- dojo mode, like you said. Man, you know, it's that was a lot of fun. The dojo was. Yeah. Really I spent. Fun. I spent. I spent hours in the dojo. Yeah, I so had more fun, fun the with the dojo than I did the actual game. <laughs> I spent more time in the dojo. Yeah, um, I spent a lot of time posturing too, just like holding the lightsabers <laughs> in a cool pose. Yeah. And and then your wife walks in and says, "Dude, what are you doing?" Well, I mean, she thought it was amazing. Yeah, because I'm sure I looked okay, amazing. Go ahead, Jay. But I felt cool. Jay, go ahead. Um, I I probably give it a seven. Seven. Um, because I I really enjoyed the it's a do- good game. The dojo mode. It's a good game. And yeah. yeah, it was it was fun. Okay, let's move on here. Uh, Drop Dead Dual Strike. Um, so real fast. Vader Immortals. Basically, uh, it's twenty nine ninety seven for all three. You know, thirty thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Uh, and it's rated T for teen. So the next one is Drop Dead Dual Strike Edition. Uh, real it quick. is also rated T. For teen, yes, sir. Uh, I haven't played the. G- is this like a story straight game, or is it just like kill zombies, basically? No, no, no. This has a great story. Have you beaten the then story don't, yet? Then don't Not spoil yet. it. No, we won't break. This, we won't spoil it. So, Drop Dead Dual Strike Edition um, actually has. So it's, it's it's a zombie apocalypse game. Um, yeah. Zombies have taken over everything, and there's an evil doctor in it. And uh, the story is a is a very uh, it's like a B movie. It really is. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does, it does not take itself seriously and it's on purpose. Um, it very much feels like a nineties arcade shooter. It's an on rail shooter game. Um, the game moves you along. And so you go to a stage and you, 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 you take different guns, you get different melee weapons you can use. Um, there's multiple guns in the game from, you know, you know, your six shooter to shotguns, to automatics, to, um, help me out, Sam. What, what am I f- Shotgun. Did you say that? Shotguns. Burst. Nice. Burst. Uh, burst fire. I'm not sure what the, actual, the technical name. Yeah. For it. Yeah. So yeah. So there's baseball <laughs> bats. There's grenades. There's axes. Axes. And it's and you know it, it really it really gets and again there's technical difficulties with this game as well. Um, when you're trying to like reload, you reload. You just put the gun down to your side. But sometimes when you reload, I found that like I would have to like not just put my gun down, but have to hit my side at times. Well, some of that was with the sitting down. With standing up, I didn't really have any issues with that. Yeah, you had to put it had to be like right at your side. Like it wasn't yeah. just putting it down; it was like at your side. Yeah. But, it, but once you, it wasn't like a bug. It worked consistently when you figured when out when you did it right. How yeah. To do it. Um. Th- uh, this game. This game nails that perfect '90s arcade feel, like it, like it really like you get like you have a light gun. A lot it of fun. Really, a lot of fun. Gets it right. Um, the story's fine. It's not a great story that you're going to remember and just love and latch onto. It's going to be a fun story. Yeah. that you're going to enjoy. Um, how how far did you get into it? Um, beat the first timeline. Working on the second timeline. Maybe a third of the oh. way through. So, what did you think about the first timeline when you get to that? That final, I, mean, I don't want to spoil anything here, but when you get to that first ending of the first timeline. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't, uh, I was kind of bummed because, I mean, it's it's kind of sucked. The last level is kind of <laughs> hard. She, yeah, it was. I, like I think you, I died a couple times. It, 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 it It's the first level that truly requires you to get the reload. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that I don't know what yeah. it's called officially, but that reload bonus. Mechanic. Mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have it, you That's can't fun. beat that level. That's you fun. have to have that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so this game, here's the cool thing about this game. This game's only 15 bucks. It's only 15 bucks. 100% worth it. Totally worth it. Um, Sounds it's like a lot of fun for a single player action and it's, it's loads of fun for multiplayer. Uh, the infrastructure for multiplayer seems to be a little wonky. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem to be really the internet. That's the issue. It seems to be their own servers. That's right. the issue. 
Um, it does support in-game voice chat, which is great. It's always yeah. great when a game does that. Seems like that Sounds should good. be Sound, it's decent voice. Chat, it it yeah. is. Seems like that should be a baked-in feature for every multiplayer game here in 2020. Just saying. Um, I'd say and so uh, for what it is, I'd it's like totally to see worth more, it. I'd like to see more content in the multiplayer. But again, it's 15 bucks. Yeah. So what what they did with 15 bucks, I think I I would pay more. To uh, me, I'd, I'd pay for 20, DLC. It would. A hundred percent. I think I would have bought it for twenty and been really happy. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, I would have paid twenty five for this game because I am very yeah. happy with this. Game. I would have paid thirty. I don't like <laughs> sixty. I don't like, sixty guys. Six. Do I, do I hear seventy five? One hundred fifty thousand. Um, okay, he's your son. <laughs> um, you know, I don't. I I am not one that likes to pay full price for a game and then pay for DLC. But this is one of those few games where I'm like, the game is totally worth asking price, and I would definitely pay for DLC if they came out with another map. Um, you know, with additional content, mm-hmm. I would totally do it in a heartbeat. A lot of fun. Um, now that being said, um, I've had. I mean, this is one of those games where you know, it, in multiplayer, it's been so cool to to play with you, Sam. To like, you know, we're, we're playing together, and it gets it it gets heated. And I'm like, yeah, uh, they I, sneak up on you. They sneak up on you, and those I'm, guys, I might clear my area, and then look up at you, and I'm like, they're coming on your backside, and I'm trying to clear you, or you know, I, I think I've got everything, and I hear you yelling in my ear. Like look up behind you, and I'm like, I'm I'm running out of ammo. Yeah, and you you go from like feeling like, man, I got this. I'm looking cool. Got a shotgun in one hand. Got my six shooter, and all of a sudden it's like both your guns have to reload. Yeah, and you've got multiple projectiles and then the coming, and, they're, yeah, and, and then the short fast dudes, the fast are like, dudes are running up on you. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, it's but this stuff. is a this is a great game. This is one of those games, Drop Dead Dual Strike, that you know, regardless of what genres you're into. For fifteen bucks, I think this is a definite day one purchase. If you're going out and you're buying a quest, you know, you know, tomorrow, or if you just got your quest recently, if you're getting it for the, you know, for the for Christmas or the holidays or whatever, I think this is definitely a day one purchase. I mean, what do you think, Sam? Or Jay? I know Sam's in the middle of a coughing fit. Jay, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's it's super duper fun. I feel like it's one of those games. Um. That doesn't require like a whole bunch of thought and effort and everything. It's just one of those to where you can, if you're just trying to play some some VR for you know twenty thirty minutes, you just want to, you know, set you have some free time. I feel like it's one of those games. You know what I mean? That's just quickly enjoyable and everything. Um, and I I really enjoy I really like those types of games too because yeah. lots of times I don't feel like sitting down and. Playing a game that requires a whole bunch of effort and everything, like Breath of the Wild or something like that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I I super like this game, and it was super duper fun. Yeah, you can jump in for a quick match, right? Rather it be single player or it be multiplayer and everything else. This is actually a really really good game. A lot of fun gets there. So, um, Sam's actually opening water. So if you hear that, that's that's okay. You know, the, the walls are not caving in. That's just you know a plastic bottle that's opening, and so. We we had zombies. Zombies are walking into the room right now. Into our into you know we, we you know we, we we designed our new recording studio to make things a little bit quieter. And uh, but it's not it's not plastic ball proof. You know, it's either we hear the noise and we ignore it or we just call it out. So we're we're just calling it out here anyway. Um, so let's drop dead uh, dual strike. Great game, fourteen ninety nine. You should definitely pick that one up. So so I, I will say this. Um, I'm not gonna you know go deep into this, but this is another one of those games where I would say. Um, as much fun as I have in this game, I would rate this game as a seven as well. Um, oh. I think it's a, I think it's a really fun, it's a really good game, um, but it's definitely not an eight. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's little 
glitches in it here and there. I mean, um, it's VR though. It's, I feel like right. you're always gonna have those. I and mean, we I mean? and we've mentioned this on the show before. There's a, there's a lot of VR games that have issues, um, but I can't. We can't let that be an excuse and say just because it's VR, we're giving it a pass. It, it, that doesn't work, you know. And so mm-hmm. there has to be a standard, um, you know, for the games themselves. So anyway. Um, Anyway, so for me, that's and that goes part of it as well. It's an on-rail shooter. It's a great fun. It's, it's it's a really good fun game, but I don't think it's an eight. I think it's it's a really good fun game. So for me, it's a seven. So I don't know, Sam. What, what would you say on this? Based on Sam's scale <laughs> of enjoyable experiences, um, it's a nine point five. <laughs> no, I'd say it's probably a seven or an eight. Uh, okay. A lot of fun, but it, because it is, I mean, it is kind of a. Um, it was a little bit of a shallow game, not mm-hmm. in a, not in a negative way, just in in, in for fifteen dollars game. games. So a lot of fun when I play it. Not something as cool as Star Wars. So. You know, it's one of those things where man, I don't want to go deep. I, mean, I don't even want to go here, but I just want to say this one thing. You know, if we go back and wanted to score Wii Sports on the Wii, when it for I mean, it's, it was a packed in game. It was a tech demo for the Wii, and how many people? I mean, our family included spent more time on Wii Sports than any other game on the Wii. Mm-hmm. And that game ranked what? I mean, you can go through there. The number one game, the number two, the two best games we played on that was Wii Bowling and Wii Tennis. Mm. And those games were what? And golf. I was good at golf. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, those games didn't rank rank high. I mean, they were great physics games. Wii Bowling? And okay. Hey, Wii Bowling was the, the But here's thing, the thing. Right? Wii Bowling, you could literally go into a closet into the other room, do the exact same form, and still get a perfect strike every single time. Yeah, we. I remember we like. We tested it. We'd go into the other room, do the exact same form as if we were facing the TV, and get a perfect strike every single time. Hey, hey, hey. No, don't Had nothing to do with the sensor bar. I'm just saying. So, moving on, moving on. Um, Definitely a day one purchase. Okay, let's talk talk about Super Hot here because Super Hot is a really cool game. Super Hot. That's perfect. This is Super Hot VR, though. So, again, T, uh, rated T for Teen. This game is $24.99. This is actually one of the highest rated games on the Oculus Quest store. Um, And for good reason. This is a, this is an incredible game on the, on the Quest. Um, It's a little bit different, different, a little bit different from the actual Super Hot game that you can buy on regular consoles. Um, Because it's VR. Because it's VR. (laughs) And uh, there's, it's, it's, well, not just because it's VR. Um, there's there's arguably less of a game here, um, being that it's not on the consoles. There's a lot more that you can do on the consoles as far as what you can do as far as moving around and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my opinion, it's a better game than VR. <laughs> um, so last week we went up to the church and we uh, cleared out the chairs and we had a huge playing area. Um, Jay, why don't you start us off on Super Hot here and tell us what you know how that experience was for you? Yeah. Okay. So we've um, you know we've had Super Hot on the the Oculus for a while. Um, Caleb's beat it. I've beaten it. I haven't even gotten close to beating it. I've just played it a little bit, but we've all played it in the house, right? In the living room. where Wait, Which is in a small space. That's, no, no, that's, that's a decent space. But I mean, 12 by 15, something like that. There's a table and there's chairs and there's walls. So you're in super high. You know, if you've played it, you're moving around a lot. You're trying to dodge bullets and stuff like that. So you end up running into stuff. And if you're like Caleb, you jump on top of the table. C- C- Caleb literally jumped forward and landed. Um, on the table. on his belly on the on the coffee table, his legs and and and, and his legs and arms outstretched like Superman, like Superman or something. and he he was just frozen. He was like, "Daddy, help!" <laughs> and I hate to say it, but I was a little bit more concerned about how the quest was. 
<laughs> like, did he crack it? I mean, yeah. he's okay, but did he crack Bo- it? Bones can heal. <laughs> Bones can heal. Skin can heal. The quest cannot. The quest will not heal itself. <laughs> All right, Jake, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's always those things that get in the way when you're trying to play a VR game, especially when it's some, a game you're moving around a lot like this one. So, like you said, we went to the church, got a big old space, and it was super fun. <laughs> super. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was super duper fun with a big space because, you know, in-game, there's, like, a whole, like, area you know like there's 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 stairs and uh ramps and hallways and stuff like that so there's and there's stuff you can hide behind that part was super cool being able to like move and hide behind pillars or cars and stuff like that did you ever move outside of the game's parameter um i almost did a few times there would be something like a little far away that i would try to go grab that it wouldn't let me but i mean I mean, you know. So you, so you could pretty much like if you saw it in game, you could move there, like in the for room. The, yeah, for else. the most part, that's, that's and, amazing. I mean, that's just cool. Like, and I want to do that, especially now. because you know your area, your restrictions don't move; it right. stays the same. But in game, um, you don't need to move much further than the space we had. Like we right. had a good space, right. to where I didn't need to move. Oh well, yeah, over over twenty by what twenty by fifteen, maybe. I mean, it was it was long. Yeah, it was it huge. Right. So. Everything in game was access like close enough to where it was accessible, to where I could just I could move to it. Um, so it was in it. There was a lot more room to dodge stuff and to you know hide behind stuff. Like I said, it was um, it was super fun. And yeah, this I was game, just in there watching the whole time. It was great. And this game is also really good for getting some exercise in, especially if you're playing it for a while, because you're gonna have to be ducking a lot, which is you know. Unless you're going to be hurting your back, you got to do some squats. So it's good for your legs. You're going to be moving around a lot. It's just the whole thing. Um, Who needs fitness boxing on the Switch? Right? Just get super hot and exactly. on quest. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a whole bunch of fun. Yeah, th- this game is absolutely great for me. And uh, this game I, this game for me, um, I, I don't know. And I think this, again, crosses genres for me. I, mean, I really do. I think this, really, um, this re- game really expresses... The limitlessness of of what it, what VR can actually do for somebody, um, I think it, there are some levels that really freak you out when you first load in. But to give you the idea of what you can do and see people and that slow bullet time movement and everything else. Oh, that was so cool, especially in VR. Yeah, because like so good. if you if you think about like all the superhero movies and stuff, how like the classic thing is they watch the bullets go by. Yeah, I do that multiple times. Yeah, multiple right. Times. I'll, just I'll, for the <laughs> sake of doing it. I'll just let them shoot at me so I can, like, turn and just watch yep, it go yep. by. It's so, super cool. So this is actually a game that I will actually... that This is one of the few games in VR that I actually will give a 9 to. Um, mm-hmm. I think this game is absolutely amazing on the Quest. Um, it is pricey. I mean, it's $25 on the Quest, but I think it's totally super worth it. Super worth it. And I, it's one of those that I would strongly <laughs> recommend people, like, you need to buy this if you have a Quest. Do yourself a favor and just buy it. It is so much fun. Eli it's an loves, experience to have. Eli loves playing this game. He loves it. He's like, he like my dad will come home from work and he's like, "Hey, dad, can can I play Super Hot in the virtual reality?" Um, <laughs> and it's. Have it's you tried cute. it yet? No. You need to try. Oh, it. it's so much fun. You need I've, to try it. I've been trying to play Rec Room. Yeah, you need to try it, Caleb. When he plays it, you know, whenever you're between levels and you got to insert the floppy disk, floppy disk, and then you got to reach up for the visor and pull it yeah. on. Caleb, Caleb's tall enough now. 
But last year when he was playing it, he couldn't reach the Yeah, Eli Eli is So I would have to go Caleb and I would have to actually take the controller in his uh-huh. hand, grab it and then yeah. put it all in his head. Yeah. Eli's funny because he's he's like he can he can do everything, but he's just short enough to kind of fly under the radar for the punches and then the bullets. <laughs> so he's moving around like crazy, which of course if you've played, you understand that fast moving is not the key to winning the yeah. game. Yeah. And and so he'll you know, but he's dodging around and he gets away with it because he's um he's so short when he when he plays so it's it's just it's really funny to watch him play that's fine so so how 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 would how would the two of you rate this game uh i'd give it a nine nine how would you rate this game i'd give it uh actually closer to a seven wow i think it's it's fantastic to again display just it's a great the the game mechanic works really well Mm -hmm. in virtual reality really really well I don't like the fact that you can't move around in it unless you have a big enough space. Mm-hmm. You can't use the thumbstick and move around. And that True. takes oh. a big part out of the game for me. So I will say this. I didn't I so I you went from the console version right. to the VR version. So you went from being used to moving around. Right. And I never played the console version until after I beat the VR version. So I went from the VR version oh, okay. and I didn't I I never felt the need to move around. I was used to my. There was one moment in the in the VR version where I was in. You're in an elevator. It's one of the earlier levels. You're in an elevator and you have a bunch of throwing stars next to you, mm-hmm. and that's all you can do. And of course, it's pretty hard to be accurate at throwing. And I just started, so I was terrible at throwing. And I ran out of stars, and I was like, I, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't move. I couldn't get to a you weapon. Got to wait for them to come to you, right? Yeah. And so I'd kept moving my hands and stuff like that. You know, look out, make them shoot, like look back in, <laughs> and it took forever just to I, do it. So here's, I remember that level very clearly. And here's what I did: I kept stepping out so where they could see me, and then I step back where they couldn't see me. And I kept stepping out in, out in, out. Yeah, in. but that, to me, to progress the game. But see, I didn't. Little, but see, in your mind, silly. you were thinking, I, I wish I could just move like I could in the console. I right. didn't know you could you could move. And so my mind, I was thinking this is how the game's supposed to play. Mm. And so for me, there was no limitation there. Right. Gotcha. And so I didn't go into that. Now later, no, I actually own it on switch as well, which it's great on switch. <laughs> it's great playing it on the in handheld mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that makes sense. Now I would love to go back and play it in the larger play space. And I don't know. Now here's the thing. I was playing it in our living room, which again is, you know, it's a good space downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, I never thought to move out of the living, out of the elevator. I, oh yeah, I just let them come to me, which is interesting. So okay, let's move on here. Uh, the last one that we wanted to talk about was Population One. So this game is new to me. Jay, you haven't played this yet. I haven't played it. I really want you to play this one. Uh, this one's a little bit on the pricier side. It's twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, it is again, it's rated T for Teen. And so, uh, J- Sam, why don't you give us a uh, just a real quick brief synopsis on this game, um, just what it is. So Population 1 is a battle royale type game. Um, six teams of three. You can't adjust that. So there's always 18 people. You're always with somebody. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun playing. You know, I played with my sister. Um, I played a little bit by myself. But you, um, yeah, I mean, it's battle royale. You, you join the match. You go, uh, it's kind of like, you know, Fortnite where you fly up in a, in a, it's not a battle bus. It's a little pod thing, and it drops. And then as you're in the game, a big part of the game is that you can climb anything that you see, um, anything. Oh, All you yeah, have to do is walk up amazing. walk up to the wall, uh, grab on, and start climbing. From Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if it rains, do you fall down? No. not No, you don't fall down. 
there's and there's no, that, there's, uh, there's no rain. There's no rain. There's no rain. Breath of the Wild wannabe. But when you... When Game's you, so lame. Um, you can, should be population zero. <laughs> <laughs> when you what? climb something, anything, a building, you can jump off and then you hold your, you, you know, hold your arms out beside you like a, a T. You make a T and then it... Yeah, the game little, literally says make a tea. Yeah, and put your little flight suit out so you can kind of glide anywhere you want to. Um, and you can shoot while you're gliding. So a lot of, just a lot of fun. My sister and I, we did one match where it never actually started. I don't think enough people joined. So we were in the lobby for like 30 minutes. And us and uh, another person that was with us. Wait, y'all waited for 30 minutes and it never matched mate? That I think it was a bug because it. Okay. Uh, I've, I've played you know, okay. s- quite a few games and it's never had a problem okay. like that. Um, but it, so I think people after three minutes, people started leaving the match. And so it ended up being nobody else joined. It wasn't official. So us and a couple other people. And then one guy, eventually we just started climbing stuff. It was like the first time we played. So we climbed a tallest building in the middle of the map. It was literally in, in like real time. It probably took us 10 to 15 minutes to climb the building like it was a workout it was like your arms above your head climbing um lots of fun and then of course we went to the very top and then you know flew to the other parts of the map so really cool functionality um love to see some you know future maps on it and things like that but um but yeah i know i played um for like 10 minutes on your quest and um i i really enjoyed what i played um, there's a lot of little mechanics to learn to basically get muscle memory on to remember mm-hmm. you've got to yeah. load the ammo you've got to you know everything you got to do um, it's one of those games to where if you don't get it just right then you're hitting controllers um, and I don't like that and there's another there's, there's been several quest games that I have that if you don't get it just right then you're 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 nicking your controllers together um, well, I've done that a couple of times right yeah. and so and that's just a matter I mean, of if you have good hand eye coordination oh no problem with that I hand coordination makes no difference because you're wearing a sting advisor I'm just saying I'm any oh. my controllers um but the game seemed like a lot of fun so I definitely want to try it I want I want to get into it I want to try it out um the, the only the only in I haven't you keep asking me like have you have you played the game people I haven't played the game yet um big issue is I just haven't been physically up to playing this game yet with my migraines and whatnot but um, the only the only thing with this game for me, and this is just my own play style, is that because it is a multiplayer game, um, that, uh, that that nothing wrong with that, but that's kind of a deterrent because I tend to play more single player games. Um, I am looking forward though to playing this with you, and I really want to play it with you because the parts that I did play, I really enjoyed. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed. So how how would you rate this game? I'd say uh, eight and eight. Solid eight. I would really like them to add a little, little more functionality in the if you if you choosing to do like a duo or a single player versus having to play with somebody. Um, I'm not the most social of a person, uh, outgoing of a person. So playing with people sometimes, if I'm in the mood, it's lots of fun. Um, but most of the time, I'd rather just play by myself. Or you know, if I have the option to play with two people, I can play with somebody I know. But uh, yeah, solid eight. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I want to get some more time in this one so I can check it out myself. So, again, we'll put links to all these games in the show notes. So, again, that was Vader Immortal, Drop Dead Dual Strike Edition, Super Hot VR, and Population One. Um, we're not going to talk about this game in depth right now, but I did just want to do an honorable mention. Um, that that game is the game Moss. It's rated E, 10 and up. Um, here's 
I'll say this game just very simply, um, is that you are a reader and you are reading the story. Um, and as you're reading the story, you're controlling this little mouse that's going through a storybook. Um, this is the only VR game that I've played that I give a perfect 10 out of 10 for. This game is beautiful in, in all of its artwork. The storytelling is, is captivating. Um, there are times where I was moved to tears by, by what I was seeing unfold in front of me by the story. It's, inc- it's an incredible masterpiece. This game has won multiple awards. Um, and I won't say anything about the story because I don't want to give any spoilers out if people haven't played it. Um, there are so many reviews on this game where people will tell you if you buy, if you don't buy any other game but this game, this game makes worth buying a VR. I mean, this game is that good. And so um, it's, it's a $30 game, but it's definitely worth buying. Uh, as a day one purchase, this game is so. He's throwing some shade good. over there. He's I never, don't know. If he's never played it. Seen well, this. I but. have too played it. Have you? Uh huh. And I did not like it. How long I did you play? It, I don't. I thought it was boring. Uh, it was at least an hour. It wasn't I, an hour. Yes, uh huh. I thought it was boring and slow, and it was so puzzles. I don't okay. like puzzle games. Can you did, can like, you give the disclaimer real fast that that when you're tired, you hate puzzle games? Yeah, I remember when and you I'm played tired this. Lots of the time, and I remember when you were playing this, you were very tired. Oh, I was like, tired I, I of kind it. of forced you to play VR that day. Yes. Yeah, um, so that wasn't a, that wasn't a fair assessment. It, it does look really good. Yeah, the, it, the visuals are nice, um, and the mouse is cute or whatever. But I don't the even know why. Is, why is it called Moss? Why that's is the mouse's name? Oh, his name is Moss. Yeah. Oh, okay, Her I name. thought that was a weird. Her name. name is Moss. Her name. My Her? bad. I didn't know Moss was a girl name. Whoa! Spoiler alert! Oh man. <laughs> No reason to buy the game now. We probably would never have figured it out unless the mouse has like blonde hair or something. All right, guys. Well, we're running out of time, so let's quickly move on over to Indie Corner. Yeah, yeah, did a little jig right there. All right, we skipped Indie Corner last week, so I wanted to make sure we hit it up this week. So um, I was going through my game reviews, and I realized that we talked about this game several shows ago when we did our big episode on beat-em-ups. Um, but I don't oh, think that was a long while yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. But I don't think we actually singled out this game then uh, for a review. So I'm going to single it out now. And that's for the game of The Takeover. And so this is an indie game called The Takeover. It's normally $19.99. It's on sale right now on the Nintendo Switch for $9.99. You can actually pick it up on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Steam. And um, I'm just going to say it right up front. This game, um, and again, you know, we don't give out hardly, we rarely give a game a 9 out of 10. Um, and this game is a solid nine. And so, uh, you know, I like beat em ups. I love the genre of beat em ups. And so, let me just read to you off of the website right here what it says The Takeover is a side scrolling beat em up inspired by the genre defining classic games of the 90s. Battle solo or alongside a friend in a local co op while listening to awesome tunes from little, uh, little, I can't even read this from right here. Uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought here. Okay, multiple <laughs> artists. Uh, and so just, let me just say this. As an amazing soundtrack, uh, the gameplay is, is is amazing. And unlike some beat-em-ups that try to recapture um, the spirit from the 90s, the artwork on this game is amazing. Which, by the way, this is where the TV that we're mounting here in the studio is going to come in handy. Because when I click on these images, you guys will actually be able to see this. And so right here, y'all can get a look right here. Um, it's not just like an 8-bit or 16-bit remake of a game. It's got amazing artwork, and you can play this in multiplayer mode. It's an incredible game. I mean, just the art style is great. It's wow, great. Cool. Yes, yeah, it's an amazing game, and it's an indie developer. And this does not look or play, and here's some more, it doesn't even look or play like an indie game. 
Um, so we had Robert Ramirez come over, you know, a friend of the show. He's been on the show a couple times. And we literally took, an, you know, a, a full day. <laughs> and we played this game from beginning to end and, and, and beat the game. And we played it on, on a harder difficulty and it was it was so good. I mean, the screen the, the screenshots are so beautiful, so colorful. The art style is amazing, very very detailed, and it's not a button masher either. You learn combos as you go. You can pick up weapons. One of the things we liked about this game is that when you throw weapons, you don't just throw them and they fall to the ground. Um, you actually interact with the character. So I can throw something at you if you're the bad guy, and it's going to bounce off your head, and I can ricochet. I can pick it right back up in the air and throw it at you a second time before it breaks or something like that. And so, again, it's not just a random button masher as you jump through this game. It's a great game. Um, I love beat, you know, beat-em-ups, but some of them tend to be, after like the first two or three levels, you're like, it's the same thing over and over. Yeah, I'm um, tired of it. The boss fights in this game are very unique. Uh, the style's unique. Uh, it's a great game. And so, if you're looking for a beat-em-up game, um, and, the, and the characters that you play are unique in themselves, uh, different strengths, different weaknesses, different fighting styles. Some of them are fast, some are slow. Um, the slower ones, though, have greater defense. The faster ones, obviously, have, like many games, are right. a little bit on the weaker side. Again, everything about this game, you would you would not think this is a weak, you know, or I'm sorry, an indie, an indie type of style game. You would think this is from somebody like Capcom or one of those developers mm. that generally makes a lot of the beat-em-up games or a lot of the fighting games. It's a really good game, and for ten bucks, it's a steal. I mean, it's it's a great game, and so I, I know I know I keep saying that, but it really is. Um, we we played it for, like I said, we play, gosh, I think we played it for like I don't know, eight hours, eight hours, wow. seven or eight hours in 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 one day. I think we took a little small Jeez. break. That's intense for lunch. Well, it was one of those things to where we were like, I was like, Robert, you know, I'm doing a review of this game. You want to spend a few hours playing it, and, I, and we were going to spend like you know two hours playing it. <laughs> but then it was Eight like and later. then i was gonna spend the rest of time myself but then we got hooked and we we're like one more level one more level and then we got stuck on a boss fight and we had to keep you know we get so close to beating that we had to replay mm-hmm. the level and then there was this uh uh was it an elevator level and maybe getting this one mixed up now but there's this one level we just couldn't beat so then we're, we're playing it again and we played it again and then we played and we finally beat it and then we moved on to the next level um it was so good and we didn't put it down until we beat it it was so much fun it was so cool. it was so good. Wow. Anyway, so again, you can pick it up on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Steam. Um, again, when you when you have that kind of combination where it's great art style, great music, um, it's not a button masher, but you but you've learning you're learning combos. Um, the characters uh, each have their own unique personality. The boss fights are unique. Um, you can interact with the environment itself. Uh, it makes it just for a good mashup time type of time. You know, it really. Brings you back to the roots of like a beat 'em up game, especially if you play those kind of games growing up and everything else. So, but it's but it stands on its own today. Um, it doesn't just pull on the nostalgia factor, you know, if that's what you grew up on. It definitely holds up today. We did a whole episode on do beat 'em ups hold up for today's time, mm-hmm. and this is one of those games that truly holds up for today. It doesn't re- it doesn't have to lean on nostalgia factor alone. It's a great game. So again, we'll put the links for that in the show notes. So anyway. Um, but guys, that's going to wrap it up. I do want to remind everybody that we are doing our Christmas giveaway this month. So we'll put a link in the show notes. So be sure that you retweet and you follow and you like uh, at Dad's uh, GC on Twitter for your chance to win. Be sure to tag your friends in that so we can get the retweets going. And remember, the more retweets we get and the more likes we get, the more prizes we'll give, the more winners we'll have. and Including the 
mystery gift. If we get enough. So, you know, that, that mystery oh, gift unlocks. Yeah. What did you say that was again? The mystery gift, <laughs> we, we didn't say. The mystery gift unlocks at 500 retweets. So, but guys, that's going to wrap it up. Remember that you can find links to everything we talked about in the show notes of whatever podcast app you are listening to. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Again, that's at DadsGC and Facebook at Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And as always, you can send us an email, drop us a line, drop us a note, give us your thoughts, your comments. Just send us a, a little nice, send us some love at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. Please don't play the song. Please do not play the song. I'm about to mute you. And as always, <laughs> and as always. Uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, leave us a nice review, hit like, Please. and all that kind of great stuff. Uh, and how, whatever service you listen to. And um, guys, anything you want to say before we leave? Christopher, it's great having you on the show. Sam, great having you on the show. Glad you stayed, glad you stayed awake. <laughs> I like wonked out twice. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. We're recording a little bit late. All right, guys. Until next time, y'all stay safe. Have fun playing those games. Yep. We'll all watch Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman real soon, and we'll have to check back in on that. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna watch that. You're gonna uh, stream it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch uh, it yeah, in theaters. We'll, we'll get by we'll yourself, get. or you you're gonna watch it with your kids. Probably take my wife. Take your wife to see Wonder no, Woman. No, no, yeah. you'll you'll take me and your wife. Well, we'll see. See, we're <laughs> actually I'm not sure if we're gonna be in town or if we're gonna be out of town. Mm. Are we? we might how, just have to stream. How it. are we gonna see Wonder Woman? I mean, we could stream it. See, no. here's the thing. Here, no. Everybody in my family wants to watch Wonder Woman. So I'm either taking my entire family to the movie theater, but here's the thing: it's no. going to be packed. I'm not going to take my gonna, family yeah, to a packed theater. That. I'm not doing that. All right, guys, y'all stay safe. We'll talk to y'all next Anyways. week.